Hey everybody, welcome back to Good Film Hunting. I'm here with Andrew. What's up? And uh, we're missing we're missing our good friend B Man. He's off doing whatever the hell he's doing. So in his place, we got a man Rayman over here. Hey, how's it going? He uh, he's our resident expert today for uh, the first movie we're going to undertake, which um, was not very good. Uh, just a quick heads up: we're going to go through Dark Phoenix. What is it called? The Dead Don't Die and Book Smart. Yep. Um, Stick around for The Dead Don't Die. We're doing that one at the end. Yeah. Uh, you want to hear about this. this. Bill Murray's, if you haven't even, I forgot about this movie. If you haven't heard about it, it's Bill Murray's new zombie movie. And it's wild. So just stay tuned for that. Book Smart's coming in the middle. But we're starting with Dark Phoenix. Uh, Dark Phoenix, critically, how, did, how is it going? So we got Rotten Tomatoes, the critics, 23%. Ooh. Not good. Audience, 64%. 64? Really? Yeah. I guess they like action movies. That movie was... I'm like 20... I'm not even 20%, I don't think. That might have been the worst movie I've ever seen. I gave it 20. That My rating's 20 exactly. Just because... So the train scene at the end was sick. That's true. And the X-Men powers were cool. And that's, that's the only redeeming part of this movie. That movie was god-awful. That was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And it totally, like, I don't know enough about the X-Men timeline, but in my 15 minutes of Wikipedia research after this movie, it didn't make sense <laughs> whatsoever. It was stupid. It didn't have a plot. It didn't have a villain. The acting was bad. Jennifer Lawrence left after, like, 10 minutes. It was, nothing was good about it. I might give this movie, like, a five. <laughs> Like, I can't... I, don't waste your time. I almost walked out of the theater at the end. I... So, last week, or last episode, whenever we recorded the last episode, I said that Godzilla was the second worst script I've ever... that I've ever seen right behind... or right in front of the room. This might be worse than both. I think this might be the worst <laughs> script of all time. The room, dude. The room is at least, like, it's bad, but it's funny. Like, yeah. there's... I can at least quote the room. I there's nothing here. There was nothing here in Dark Phoenix. I I literally almost walked out of the theater. I've never done that before from a movie. Except I, I did once when I was like seven when Spider Man Two came out with Doc Ock and Tobey Maguire, and my mom took me to see it. And it was way too loud, and I did not like okay. it. And I walked out. And my mom was like, "Why are you out here?" And I couldn't take that in there. I went back in. And that's a sick movie. I had but, to walk out of Lucy because I passed out halfway through it. Really? Oh, it was all the blood. Yeah. Right. Lucy's also a terrible movie. That's that one was also, also terrible. That, that one was just they were trying to make Limitless with Scarlett Johansson, and it just didn't work out at it, all. Like they they tried to change the plot, and it just made it worse in doing so. And she just turned into a computer at the end. Yeah, which I that don't know. was probably the worst ending to a movie. It was the worst time. ending. Yeah. Morgan Freeman was in it for about five minutes just to see her turn into a computer. So, just, and just so everyone knows, Raymond did not see this movie with us, but he's, he's our X-Men expert for today because Eric and I don't know much about X-Men. I haven't, I, the only other X-Men movie I've ever seen is Logan, which I think might be the only one worth seeing. For I, would, I would say I've read Logan, probably one of the highest, highest ones. Uh, probably the highest is you're actually looking for overall storyline and actual like some action but like just a lot of really good heartfelt content um i know you haven't seen it eric i would just see it as a standalone movie because it's just a great movie that's what i've heard people yeah. have said like even if you don't know anything about x-men just see it as like a movie it's like that good yeah, yeah definitely um i might never be able to watch another x-men movie again i might just be off this movie might i never might watch a marvel movie again this movie was terrible i i think the idea of trying to continue this 
like prequel timeline was just an awful idea. X Men First Class, I think, hit the mark for that aspect. It gave you really good background on a lot of the characters, and it kind of provided this like reason that they all kind of came to be and became part of this X Men. You can kind of see who was taking what sides as it kind of progressed. But it didn't need to continue. You didn't need an apocalypse, and I don't think you needed this movie either. It, it didn't tell any more of the story, and in fact, it just ruined the timeline and ruined a lot of the characters. My thing too was like. I've seen both the Deadpool movies, and both of those are really good. And they're not X Men movies, but they're like yeah, closely associated. Same like, universe. He's at the school and stuff, and like you see, you see some of the X Men and the reference. And the cool thing about those movies is they bring in outside characters from the Marvel universe that have like cool powers and shit. And in this movie, it was it was nothing. It was the main characters. No one had any cool powers. There's no cool villains. It was so stupid. I didn't meet anyone new. Like, my favorite thing about superhero, like especially those Marvel Universe ones, because the universe is so interconnected, is seeing those new guys that I never heard of, but they're like they're sick. These, this, this, I've, I'd seen everyone, and then it didn't introduce anyone else. It was just stupid. Yeah. What you? What you? What's your opinion on uh, Sophie Turner as as Jean? She was terrible. She was god awful. Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan. She was it's... like, she was just dead. She didn't care. Like. Oh, like the acting in this movie was terrible. Like the first scene, it was I know it wasn't her, but when her character, the little girl, the parents die and Charles Xavier comes out and she's like, Where are my parents? And he's like, Well and they're like, They're dead. Like sick. Like, I don't go to the movies to watch fucking nothing happen. I honestly, so I honestly will say that didn't annoy me as much as it annoyed you. Oh, like, it was so frustrating. I thought it opened up her character decently well because you got the feeling that she's just a nut job. Like she was just. Absolutely I don't care ridiculous. how much of a Looney Tune you are. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's probably cases where this isn't true, but I, I'd say ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, if you're eight and you watch your parents die in a car crash and you know it was because of you, you're having more of a reaction than. I knew it. I didn't. I didn't think about this one. We first watched it, or even afterwards. I just thought of this now. You know what that scene reminded me of a lot? Oh God! What? Um, when Dumbledore is talking to young Tom Riddle and Harry Potter Half Blood Prince, like okay, it was just but chilling, fucking... but it was terrible. It was a lot worse. But it was like that scene. I think they went for that kind of vibe of it, like. But Voldemort's Jean's... Voldemort. I know. This is supposed to be a superhero. Yeah, at least super villain. As but... much as there wasn't a lot of emotion in that scene that you're talking about, I think it still carried a lot of weight, though, because you could kind of see, at least explain something in a sense as to like, oh, okay, you can kind of see he's this kind of dark person, and he already has these powers that even Dumbledore is a little afraid of, even as okay, a kid. yeah, yeah, no, I, I understand, but it was, then it was later okay. in the movie, yeah. she goes back to her dad and starts crying that her dad left. So it's not like she didn't like care that her parents were dead. Because her, she was pleased that her dad let her go, and that like there was no pictures of her and all this shit. And if she's pissed about that. She was probably upset when they were dead. That's fair. That's very fair. Yeah, and, and Tom Merrill's supposed to be kind of like yeah, Tom a little bit of an angsty team, and also he was supposed to be a lunatic, team, so yeah. he wasn't supposed to be able to feel emotion. In the yeah, sense. he's he just an very... absolute lunatic, and I'm fine. I'm fine with that. The Harry Potter is good. This was stupid. If you care about your dad giving you up, I think you care if he was dead. Yeah, and she didn't. And even, oh, it was just, everything about it, that just, it just felt like the people in that movie were just tired. They just didn't want to be there. Um, everyone just, no, there was no, there was no pep in anyone's step. It was just kind of like, all right, we're all getting paid to be here. It's another X-Men movie. I'm going to say the only two 
good acting jobs in that movie were the guy that played Hank and then the guy that played Man- played, played Magneto. They're just Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Right. He's, he's a beast. He's yeah, a he's beast. just a great actor, yeah. so like you kind of expect that. Jennifer Lawrence was like okay for her 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I think like you said, she I think she read the script was like, oh god, this is going horribly, and she was like, get me out of here. Yeah. Quick as you can. Um, there, I don't have anything, do you have anything good to say about this movie? The train scene was sick. The train, the train fight scene was, scene was sick. sick. That, was, that sick. was the only good part. They're, like, the five minutes of the train scene. Um, but see, that's what, that's what I like about those movies is that you got to see Magneto was doing shit. Fucking Laser Eye Magoo over there was doing shit. Beastie Boy was doing shit. Um, Lightning Lady. All these fucking maroons were all doing stuff. And it was sick. And that's what I want to see in these movies. I don't want to see fucking angsty Jean Grey doing whatever the hell she was that's doing. That's what I'm, I'm sort of surprised about. Because especially like the main trilogy, when you think of like the actual like X-Men series, that's what it was all about. Like The actual plot line wasn't always the strongest. And I think the acting wasn't always the strongest. But that's what it was. It was like what you originally described you wanted to see in those kind of movies. is There's a bunch of mutants and... They always were bringing in new people or, like, you know, a few old people would show up and they always had these really unique powers that you didn't really think about. And it was kind of cool seeing them collide and fight against each other. And sometimes sides were switched and and um, it just seemed like the school had a lot more importance and, like, the training of them for their powers. And usually, like, one of the characters would find someone new to bring along and that would play a big part in it. And it was always about, like, that ending fight scene where you, you're, like, literally just watching six of them go against the other six and they're all doing their different powers and there's like a few 1v1s and there's a few like total matchups and some mismatches and it's kind of like that's the action that's the interesting part and sometimes it's not always I guess the strongest if you're looking at it from a uh, like graphical perspective and sometimes the lines are really cheesy but that's kind of what you're going for in those movies I feel like it's not as strong as hard hitting as some of the other Marvel movies you think of like some like the new Spider-Man uh, and that kind of stuff where it's it draws you in completely and it's all around a great film, but at least it was entertaining. And you saw that, like, some character development or you just saw some really cool powers and you could leave the movie theater going, yeah, I'm actually glad I, I watched that. That was enjoying. Like, yeah, I think I was entertained for about, like, seven minutes. <laughs> Total, yeah. Yeah. I was... It, I think that's missed... exactly what I wanted going in. I yeah. wanted some, some cool mutants, a good couple fight scenes, and I'd leave happy. And I got... One solid fight scene for four minutes that... It wasn't even, like... The worst part for me was the villain wasn't cool. Like, usually the villain's, like, a cool mutant guy, too. And you kind of go, this villain was, like, some alien bitch or something. I don't know. I want to hit on that, too. The villains might be the worst villains of, like, any movie ever. They didn't... They didn't... What? I'm gonna... Do you know what the main villain's name was? Because I I don't remember them ever saying... I don't think they had a name. I think that the species had, like, the name of, like, the Dubaki or something. They had some weird-ass name. Uh, I don't know if that's from Marvel Comics or something. Probably. They weren't developed whatsoever. They had no... Their only thing was to get the power, but it was like... You didn't figure that out until like probably like two-thirds way through the movie. It was ridiculous. They just like were like walking around being like fucking weirdos. And they did... They had the most cliche um, reasoning of all time, too, of just like, oh, our planet got destroyed, so we're yeah. going to go take Earth. Like, right, yeah. It okay, was, cool. The, the villain... My, that probably is why this movie so bad. Is like I couldn't like even like the final fight scene. There was like there wasn't really one. It was just like. I I think the villains didn't really come in to actually be villains until maybe like an hour twenty into the movie. Yeah, it was just about fucking what's her face 
and her internal turmoil yeah, or whatever Jean, else. Just but you didn't. Yeah, they had like those weird meetings, and they didn't matter. <sighs> this movie was just gone. I think they just I, entirely dropped the ball on it because X Men First Class. I would rate that as probably one of the better X Men. It wasn't as much as the fight scenes, and but it still. At least, like, the story I thought was pretty good. And, like, you guys were just mentioning, the villain was strong. He just absorbed energy, and it was during this kind of, like, Cold War, like, Russian era. And so you saw a lot of politics played into it, and it was all about, like, going for the nukes. Going for the nuclear subs. And, like, okay, like, I can relate to that through some parts of history. And there was really good, like, the X-Men were just starting to form. So you saw a really good character development. And, like, Jennifer Lawrence and that I thought was amazing. Uh, I think she played a role really well in the sense, like the early Raven stages as, and then you see her later on in the other films as like the, she's more of a badass in that character. And she's really in, like accustomed to her blue skin. Whereas at least in first class, that was kind of a big thing for her. But I think afterwards, even just watching, like we just watched a trailer or two for apocalypse as well. It just seemed like everything was just lowered. There didn't seem yeah. like the enemy just, just looked ridiculous. It and just, yeah. It looks like everyone. The fight scenes it. were awful. Yeah, they just mailed it in. They're like, we know people are going to go show up and see this because it's got Disney, it's got Marvel, and they yep. know the name X Men, and we're going to put out a shit movie, and people are going to we're going to make fifty million dollars on it. And see that's it. what Raymond was saying about like the the first class. I never saw first class like I said earlier, but the first class villain, if he was absorbing energy and stuff, that's cool. These villains, their only power was. They, were just they like could they could transform into other into like humans and oh, stuff, yeah, which was like, like cool. Shift. But they just couldn't get shot. But they could sometimes get shot if it was like armor piercing rounds or something. Like that was their super. And I they had like I don't some tele- work. Like uh. they had some telekinesis. I think did they? I don't know if I they did. Know. I don't think I, they might. I don't know. I don't know. I don't they didn't matter because yeah. this movie was stupid. And I hated it. Like the the final fight was just them getting rained by bullets, and they were like, "Oh, I can't get shot! Ha ha! Like I'm gonna kill you now! Like that that yeah. that's not cool." But then that like the X Men cool. came in and like killed like they couldn't get shot, but they get killed by lightning. Like it yeah, like there was, was I don't just, know. I don't again. I don't, cool I'm not ones. versed in whoever these Dubaki characters yeah. <laughs> are, but I they were and, fucking terrible. And that's what I actually liked about because like yeah, the guy that absorbs everything. I think. Similar to the strong point of the X-Men movies is that normal humans could do nothing to any of the villains. Like, Magneto would just stop everything. Because it's bullets, it's guns, he would just take them from people. You're like, oh, like, that's really cool. Like, everyone's, like, powerless to him. And even they made that huge clash between him and Wolverine. Because Wolverine has all that, like, adamantium or, like, some metal yeah, in his yeah. system. So he would just, like, bend and break him. And he, like, breaks his arms and that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, that's a really that's cool sick. dynamic. Like, you're almost, like, afraid of, like, Magneto and how powerful he is and... You're afraid of the guy that can absorb, like, even RPG shots and that kind of stuff. And, like, oh, it has some strength to it. But I think one thing that's important to bring up is what everyone's been talking about is how this was... Is, we looked it up and that this was supposed to be a prequel, in a sense, to The Last Stand, which was the last yeah, of, like, the X-Men think movies. So. Now, The Last Stand, I wouldn't say it was really a fantastic movie either, but at least it was, like, a big fight scene at the end. And it had a lot of those dynamics. And I don't know. I, I think after realizing The Last Stand kind of failed and this whole Dark Phoenix thing should probably just stick to the comics. I don't think they should have tried to, to incorporate it into a newer timeline and try to tell a backstory, but yet kill off characters that are important to the sequel in a sense of it, which was The Last Stand. I think this movie could have been sick. I think like the Dark Phoenix story seems cool. They just did it so terribly. 
Like, yeah, Dark Phoenix seems like a really I, cool character. I think character. every X-Men character you probably make a good movie off of. They yeah. just don't fucking care. Like, Jennifer Lawrence literally was like, I'm showing up, I'm gonna get 8 million bucks out of this. I'll See be here it. for 20 minutes, and I'll, I'll, give it my, I'll give it a C-plus effort, and yeah. I'll get out of here. And I think that's the, what everyone did. They were kind of just like, eh, well, we're getting paid. Which I'm surprised by, because... You think of Marvel now as, like, every superhero that is, like, in one of these big clashes where there's multiples of them, it's... A lot of them have their own backstory, and for X-Men, they only ever did it for Wolverine. He was the only yeah. character that ever got this kind of story backstory to him, and so I think that makes a lot of the other characters feel weak. Like, Storm is, like, really cool, really powerful, but she just kind of just shows up, and it's like, oh, cool, I can do lightning and that kind of stuff. You're like, okay, cool. And the guy, um, the laser shoot out of his eyes, he's... Like they, like, they try to throw in some backstory for a few characters, but it never really seems to work. It never really hits home. Like, you think of when you think of, like, all of the, uh, like, other Marvel heroes. That you think about, like, Iron Man and all of his movies. And you feel, like, that kind of connection. You're like, oh, you can see past and present, like, relationships and tie into the movies because of that. But for X-Men, you don't really have that. And that's why you just go for the fight scenes. And so why not just keep doing that if you're going to go for that? Yeah, it was... Terrible. The the final scene of this movie, I almost threw a fit. Yeah, they pulled Dark Knight Rises. They all they almost. They I think I still think they did. It, they pretty much did, but if they pulled the direct Dark Knight Rises, I might have. I don't know what I would have done. I oh God, I God, that was I was I, so mad. I can't I can't imagine so being mad. in the writing room for that and being like, yeah, let's let's do Dark Knight Rises. Like that's that's the. Do you kind think of they movie. realized it? Do you, or do you they think they were just, like, it they was way it. too close. It was like the same thing. It was almost like the same setting. Yeah, like, exactly. It was, it was too close. Wild. They were in Europe. They were having tea. Might have been the exact same set. They might have gone to the exact been. same cafe. Give it this to us. That's yeah. That was fucking terrible. Nothing about that five minutes in the train was good. Nothing else was good. Yeah, was, I thought the the the. Starting, not starting scene, but like the first scene with all the X Men, where they were in space, like saving the astronauts. That was kind of cool. I, I liked that. Yeah, scene. It was fine. It was cool. It um, wasn't like it wasn't. I mean, it shouldn't have been a great like standout scene, but for this movie, yeah, it was exactly. just because everything it was the else was terrible. Second best scene in this movie. Was, yeah, like, a decent scene at best. I just thought like the the CGI was kind of cool, and like seeing all the powers of them, like the um, I don't know his name, but the guy that can like teleport around, like yeah. him popping in and out, and um, that was cool. Yeah. Quicksilver or whatever, him like stopping yeah, time and like grabbing everybody. That was kind of cool. Yeah, like, it, it was. I liked it kind of like an intro of like, oh yeah, like these are the guys. It felt like it was going to be a good opening scene. It was like, yeah, all these powers are cool. Like yeah. we're going to see this the whole movie, and then you don't. And yeah, it's just. Yep. No, it was terrible. I. I think it, it, it was kind of like Godzilla, where I just wanted more fighting, and then we didn't get it. But it was just worse than that. I think they executed Godzilla worse, and that's tough to do. Yeah. Yeah, I like. <laughs> That was just it was the, Godzilla. I could I could at least say some good stuff about it. Like the fight scenes, at least were good, and the monsters looked cool. And there was some there was some redeemable aspects. There was not a single redeemable thing about this movie. Yeah, they like if you ever see this on TV, you should just turn off the TV and go do something else. I think the only person that should go see this is someone that's super into the X-Men, and you're probably not going to like it, but you might as well see it. The anyway. only person that should see this is Sophia Turner's parents, because it's probably her <laughs> first leading role in something, and they need to support her because they're her parents. Yeah. And maybe her sisters or brothers or her friends. People who are supporting her, that's it, because no one else needs to see this because it's trash. 
I think the only follow-up now is that now you've seen this and now you've seen like how Dark Phoenix got her powers. Now just watch X-Men The Last Stand. That way you just then get that, that final fight scene that you yeah, want. Right. And that's all you really need to take yeah, away from it. Maybe. I don't um, even know if I want to. <laughs> I, I mean, no. it's still not even like, that great of a film. Uh, none of the... Uh, very few yeah. X-Men really hit home. It's just like a... Oh, it's on TV, and I like watching just mutants fight. Which is disappointing too, because they're cool. It could definitely they could definitely be at, like yeah. make sick movies out of them. That's definitely. the that's the, like the bottom line of where I want the X Men movies to be is if it's on TV, I'll watch it. And this didn't even get there. This was that's, this is if it's on TV. If it's if I see this, I'm like I'm like AMC. I'm probably not watching AMC for a month. Yeah, I'm caught in AMC because this movie's so god <laughs> goddamn awful. You're watching more Women's World Cup. Yeah, go US. Go USA. From what I've heard too, this is this is the last X Men movie. Like this, this was the end of the franchise. That's I think they're saying that like that's the end now. But Disney just acquired them, so they're saying yeah, like, they might, it's the like, last one for the people that currently make it. Or yeah, whatever, but so they're probably just gonna be they, in two years another reboot and probably. Be I think Hugh awful. Jackman's done with them though. I think well, yeah. yeah, so you can't do any more Wolverine related. That's, Unless you just start a whole new universe, which they might do. They, they might just bring in a new actor and just replace yeah. him. I think that's what they're doing with Batman. So it's like, not like people don't care. That's true. Losing Hugh Jackman is. I think that was basically the end of the the frame. It was just downhill from yeah, there. It's for just. Sure. For I sure. mean, I didn't see most of them, like I said, but that just Hugh Jackman. I, from what I've heard, they just keep getting worse. Who would you like to see play Wolverine? That's a good question. Christian Bale? I can see Christian Bale. I don't want him to do another superhero. I don't know. I don't... He's a beast. You gotta have that scraggly look in a sense. You gotta have like that rough yeah, around the yeah. edges. That's true. It would be cool. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure they'll snag somebody. I think Clint Eastwood in his prime, maybe. That would that be, be kind of cool, yeah. That would be sick. What about like, uh... I get like, the thing is, I'm thinking of guys who've already done like superhero movies, like with, uh, fucking Hemsworth. Yep. And, uh, like, all those guys would be like, you, you can't be another superhero once you're one. Yep. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll just find some. Maybe I'll play Wolverine. Just bring over, uh, just bring over Ben Affleck and have <laughs> maybe bad, bad Batman. Maybe it'll be a good Wolverine. Oh, oh my God. Dude, let Leo be Wolverine. That'd be sick. Yeah. That could be cool. He would probably do a great job, but... Leo that's... does a great job in anything. I think he doesn't want to do superhero movies, though. I feel like he would have done one by now if he wanted to. Yeah. For sure, yeah. I'm pumped for that the one with him and uh, Tarantino. Tarantino. Yeah, that's going to be sick. That that's that's going to be super sick. That looks so good. Uh, all right. Anything else about this fucking trash heap? I, uh, I think we beat it like a dead horse. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling. I'm Don't go see this. Don't. If anyone says you're, they're interested in seeing it, tell them not to because it's terrible. Nothing's good about it. The cinematography's bad. The acting's bad. The action's bad. The story's bad. The the producing's bad. The music's bad. Oh, the speaking of the bad. music, um, uh, who was it? I so I watched Critical's review of this too. Oh, Shout out to him again. Hans Zimmer. Made Han, it. Yeah, Hans Zimmer did this score. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. yeah. Okay, the I can't music believe it. Might that. be okay. No, I don't think it was. I think he also <laughs> just gave like a C plus effort and was like he just spit out some music. I did. That's wild. I, I meant to. I meant to mention that earlier. Yeah. Like Hans Zimmer is like my beast. favorite. If you're if, He's doing musical scores for a movie. It's always it's, amazing. Yeah. You think of Inception yeah, and how right. just like it's so powerful and different. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot to mention that earlier. Like that, I, I couldn't believe that when I heard that. That's upsetting because maybe I should just listen to this movie, just the music. Like if I maybe if the soundtrack comes out, I'll listen to it. But I don't. I don't know if it's worth it. I don't I, know if it's worth it. I don't think it is. It I didn't stand out it. to me. Yeah, I it didn't stand it. out to me as. But good I might. I might have just been blinded by how bad everything else was. Yeah. But, there were so many points in this movie where we just looked at each other yeah, and started laughing because they were Christ. so bad. Which is, yeah. which is too bad, honestly, for 
I think the like you were saying, the actual franchise has the potential to be really right. cool. Right. And I don't know if it ever. There's very few times I think it hit that mark. I mean, there's other few. Scenes I wonder if they've gotten overshadowed by the Avengers at this point. Like, at this point, yeah, Marvel's just kind of like did. that's like the big thing swinging around. So it's I like, could just see like Marvel Disney pick them up and just running with it now. Though they could probably make it good. Yeah. Just throw some of the Marvel writers on it and just be like, here, go make a cool X-Men movie and yeah. it'll probably be good. It, de- it deserves a good movie. It deserves a good, like, a Definitely. Good X-Men movie. Like, yeah. Some sick shit going on, you know? Just, I think, I see. think the problem is they just tried pulling maybe too much from some comics, like some obscure comics maybe, or also just tried harping on, like we said, The Last Stand, trying to pull that back from the dead. It was already kind of a dead film by, like, a lot of critics. And I don't think they should have attempted that. Yeah, no. It was terrible. Don't see it. I can't recommend this less than I possibly could. I would do anything else with your time. Save yourself the 15 bucks. Yep, 100%. Your time is worth more than this monstrosity. You're happy. Be happy that we took this hit for you. What's yeah. next? Book smart? Yeah, I'll get on to book smart. Are you, are you heading out, Rayman, or are you going to hang around? I might hang or? around a little bit. I might be able to throw a few points in. But yeah, it's too right. bad. Uh, I've seen a little bit of Superbad, yeah. Right. We'll be able to talk about Booksmart. Yeah. It's the same fucking movie. All right, so Booksmart, getting into that. Reviews. Rotten Tomatoes. This one's... The, the critics, this one might this one might get you going. 97? 97? 97. No. 97%. No. 97%. More than Rocket Man? Yep. Get out well, of let here, Let me dude. go back my notes. Rocket Man Rock was at 91. It was 91. 91. So six percent higher than Rocket Man. That's fucking lunacy. Audience though, seventy six. Yeah, because the audience knows what they're talking about <laughs> because they fucking saw Super Bad ten years ago. Let me let me read you. I want to keep going on these critics. Let me read you. Rotten Tomatoes had a consensus, and I, I screenshotted this. Jesus. The critic consensus. This is this is verbatim. God. <laughs> Fast paced, funny and fresh. Booksmart does the seemingly impossible by adding a smart new spin to the coming-of-age comedy. That is, that is smart word for word. Smart new spin? If it's the same thing as Superbad, it's not... What, what was smart about it? Or new? Like, they're feminists. Thanks. Welcome to 2019. <laughs> I, I, get, I get the idea of pushing feminism, but there was nothing new about this movie. It was good. I'm not yeah. saying it was bad. I'll give it a 7 or an 8. I'm going 83. Out of 100. 83, yeah. So I'm a little bit higher than the audience, but like, I, I I'm, about, it, I'm about where the audience is. Like about a 70, 75, 80. It was good. It was funny. There was moments that I laughed. Um, I was engaged the whole time, but 97? Really? Yeah, 97. Uh, it's like, the, we, we had some interactions on Twitter talking about this. Feel free to follow us at film underscore hunting. And what we heard was, uh, people love it. And I'm not saying it's a bad movie. But it's super bad with girls, and that's a good thing. Like super bad, I love super bad. One of my favorite movies ever. Um, just classic film, classic story. It's typical like high school, the party that changes everything kind of shit. Like you get the nerds, and in super bad, they're kind of just like one of them's smart, one of them's stupid. And this one, they're both smart, but either way, they don't really party. And then they go out on the big night, and they try to change their lives before college and get with their crushes and and they have this internal strife and their friendship is strained because they don't they never had other friends and then then they come back together and then one goes away and it's like oh no he's going away and okay like 
yeah, it's a good movie, and it was funny, and it would entertain me, but people are acting like it's like movies going to change the world. Like, go watch Superbad. Like, I, if you want to come out there for the feminist slant, that they're, the whole thing's about them being strong women and stuff, that's great. Like, I, I agree, but don't act like this movie is new in any way, shape, or form. You just gave, like, you just added, you put a layer of needed feminism over Superbad, and that's the end of it. Yeah, I mean, it had a great message. Yeah, no, no, no one's not, denying that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not denying that at all. Uh, good message. Both of the both of the leading girls were good. I don't know their names. We got Caitlin Dever was the redhead, and then Beanie Feldstein. She was funny. Yeah, she, she was, was really funny. funny. Beanie, that's an awesome name. That is. Um, she was very funny. Yeah, she played a role great. Yeah, she hit she hit that one on the head, and it was it was definitely more modernized. Like talking about like <laughs> that kid. Um, who didn't isn't going to go to college? But was going to code for Google. Yeah, make it like yeah. six figure. That was funny. Well, it, it was very funny. It was very entertaining. But I just I don't know why people are like acting like this is fucking going to win an Academy Award. Like it's solid. It's good. It's not. I mean, it might just because all the critics love it, so it might win an Academy Award. I, what do they know about it? Like I don't, I don't understand know. that. Have they not seen Superbad? Maybe everyone's seen Superbad. Dude, Superbad is the sickest movie ever. I it's hate to say good. I haven't seen it. Oh, you got to. I think I've seen like a scene or two, but gotta, I, haven't, I haven't seen it all. You got to watch Superbad. I mean, that's like yeah. that's just classic. yeah. I'm just, disappointed myself. So that I haven't I have not to say seen Booksmart. Just like reading, going like Superbad, super looking at its reviews and reading its description versus now reading this description for this movie. Yeah, it's almost the exact same thing. Were there was there like a cop scene in this one or no? Uh, yeah. There, there, there was, like, so Seth Rogen, like, wasn't a cop. He wasn't, like, a big deal. Okay. But one of them ends up getting arrested. Um, there were, yeah, no, there was some different scenes, but the general, like... It sounds the exact same. The story arc like, is the exact same. Yeah. When, when did, uh, when did Superbad come out? 2007, I think? Okay. Because, like, it definitely... Booksmart definitely felt more modernized, like... Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. The, it definitely hit on that well. Yeah, no, it, it, it's a great movie in 2019. Yeah, 2007. 2007? Okay. Oh, good for me. Um... It's a great movie for 2019. It, the messages were good. The jokes were funny. I'm not, I'm not saying this is a bad movie. Definitely go see this. Definitely entertaining. Uh, it, very, very good. Very, very good. But 97% is fucking lunacy. Yeah. Absolute lunacy. There have been thousands of high school big party movies. This movie, this trope has been done more times than I can count. It's not. It's not new. It's not new anywhere, shape, or form. It's good. If you, li- I love those kind of high school coming of age movies. I like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, they're they're always funny. I love like the stereotypes and stuff. But it's not anything new. You know, you're not getting a new experience here. One uh, one question to pose. So also just looking at Superbad. That cast was stacked. Yeah. Like, especially for that time, you had Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah, Christopher uh, Mintz Plus. See, see, the good thing about like, kind of new. The sickest thing about this is, like, yeah, like Michael Sarah was new then. Jonah Hill was, like, new. That was, like, when he was, like, just, like, a young, fat kid. Basically. Emma Stone was in it. Bill Hader. Yeah. Like, those are some big yeah. names. The, the, the cast was stacked. Seth Rogen wrote it. That's why. Yeah. Um, that's, he was able to pull some people. But, like, Michael Sarah wasn't really that big yet. Jonah Hill wasn't that. I think that's, like, one of Jonah Hill's first movies. Yeah. You never had heard of Chris for Miss Class before. No. And he's a beast now. Um, so I'll be curious. That's a good point. I'll be curious to see if, like, career trajectory, Beanie, if she blows up. Um, 
Who was the other girl? Uh, Caitlin Dever. What was she in? We looked this up. Bad Teacher or something? Yeah, it was something like that. Caitlin Dever. It wasn't anything, up. like, huge. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was a... There was a few... She was in a few, like, kind of known-ish movies, but it wasn't any, like, massive blockbusters or anything. So, do you think this had uh, a play into, like, how you thought about the movie? Or do you like the fact that it's kind of a new and fresh cast? Do you think they played it off well? Or do you think that you wish you had someone, like... Like Ellen Page and or like other like female names you think can like play that. I like, like I like the fact that, that I didn't I didn't recognize them. I like this better. Yeah, yeah. I, I recognized a few faces, but it wasn't anyone. No, yeah, it was no. There was no like huge. Who was the principal? Uh, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis. He's in uh, Weird Al. Yeah, yeah. He's, he did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. he's a, he's a big. Yeah, yeah he's pretty big, but he wasn't even huge in the, like he wasn't a huge role. That's like he was kind of like in Superbad, like Seth Rogen. Like you knew who Seth Rogen was, but he wasn't. He's kind of just like there. He wasn't like a big part of it. Um. The, the rich kid, I don't know who that was, but he was good. Um, I think, like, all of the acting in this was Yeah, great. it was very good, yeah. It was no, very it good. Was, again, I don't want to say, I don't want to come off saying that this is, like, a terrible movie. This is a very good movie. Uh, very, like, very entertaining, very funny. I just, I'm annoyed that people are acting like this is, like, a, a yeah, groundbreaking film. I, I think that's the best part of this movie, and that might be why everyone's freaking out, is that the acting was very good, and everyone that was in this movie hit their character perfectly and all of their characters were unique. Like they did a really good job making sure everyone felt unique. Like there was probably, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 people going on like throughout the movie. Yeah. And like every time someone came on screen, I was like, oh, that's that guy. Like that's the nerd. Oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. like you the jock guy. And it was like, that's like the theater guy. Yeah. Like at, usually in a movie when there's 15, 20 people going on, I, someone will come on screen like, oh, what's that person here for again? Like what, what are they doing? And I'll forget. This did a great job of like actually even if, like, someone was on scene, like, the uh, Miss Fine, the teacher, yeah. she was on screen for, like, three minutes at the beginning, and then she comes back in later, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's the teacher. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, so no, they did the, a good job of that. The universe they built, the characters, all very well done. It was very well done. It just, and I, like, the, the theater director guy, he was good. Yeah. I liked how they, um, they went to, like, all those different parties, kind of, like, in super bad, but, <laughs> no, but, um. Like, but the cool thing in Superbad, they end up at, like, this, like, sketchy, like, house party where someone gets, like, stabbed, basically, and it ends up being a ship show, and they're trying to, like, they steal beer, it's hilarious, <laughs> but this one, it was, like, the different, like, high school parties, like, there was, like, that murder mystery party, and then the rich kids' own party, and that was, that was kind of a cool little dynamic that they had their own inner parties in between, but... See, I, I liked that, and I also hated that. I, I, really? I thought it started to drag after a while, because, like, they introduce you to... The big party at, like, the... Not the rich guy, but, like, the, the jock guy. The, the popular kid, basically. Yeah. The big big house party at the popular kid's house. And I thought that was kind of be like, oh, there's going to be a bunch of stuff going on here. And it kind of... It just took so long to get there. Like, all the parts in between were still funny and it was good. But it kind of just left me waiting of, like, all right, when are we getting here? When are we getting here? Yeah. Like, whoa. Can we get here finally? Like, there was a few scenes in there where it's just kind of like, oh, we're, we're stuck. We got to figure out how to get here. Oh, let's call a lift. Oh, the lift. Like, I don't know. There's, yeah. No, there was I a lot of that. like weird transportation. It's like, all right, just get me to something. Like, yeah. Um, which was, it was still funny in between, but it was, I don't know. It felt like a drag at no, parts for me. I agree with that. The other thing I want to point out, um, who was the girl? Caitlin Turner or something? Caitlin Dever. Caitlin Dever. She's lesbian and they did a really good job of like portraying that just like the LBGQQ fucking visibility. Um, that was very well done. It was kind of that was a nice. I will give them that. That was a nice spin on the like it's super bad that they're going after like these two hot chicks. That was like 
I'm like a lesbian in high school and like I've been out for a little bit, but I like everyone's still kind of figuring their shit out. And um, that was, that was a, I liked that and how they handled that. That handled it didn't feel forced. It felt yeah. like it fit within the story of what they were trying to do. Yeah, that it was, was very, very, it was very normal, which was yeah, exactly, like, which is exactly what they yeah, should it be should doing. Be it wasn't good. like it wasn't like they were like overly fetishizing the like lesbian aspect of it or anything. Everything yeah. about it was well done, which I appreciated. Um, yeah, I mean, in total, very good movie. I highly recommend it. It's just, it's not going to change your life. Don't buy into the critics thinking that you're going to, like, see the world completely differently. It's a good, it's a 2019 version of the coming-of-age story, and it's very, very well done. It's funny. So do you think that's why it got such a high rating? Is that, because you had mentioned there's a few parts in it that really, I think lately, uh, a big help to a lot of films is being able to kind of almost break that fourth wall to the audience and harp on a lot of, Issues that we're yeah. seeing today, and we got some fourth. Wall you know what I, mean? I don't even want to talk about oh, fourth. fourth wall. We're not, we're we'll, not that. We'll, we'll get to that. Oh, uh, we'll get to that. But no, no, I do. Yeah, that's definitely some of the reason the critics are saying because, like, it it's modern and it's very like, it modern. Yeah, it touches on things that are important today. Like, I wouldn't say Booksmart broke the fourth wall much. I don't think. I don't remember. I don't think he. I don't think he was saying like not, like, not like actually like when you think like, of breaking the fourth appeal wall. to like things that people oh, okay, care about. Yeah, right now. yeah. Something that you you look at that and you're like, oh, I'm seeing that in my daily life right, today. Like, yeah, I can really yeah, relate yeah. to that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like, modernized. Think, and like, sure. I guess that's a good point because like, I mean, I watched Superbad like in like 2008 or whatever. So I was 12 or 13, and like, I was like, this is like this is what high school is going to be like. like yeah. This is, this is and I think, I think that was kind of like the the age that it fit really well in. I would say actually. I want to see how this movie ages because I think even right now we could watch Superbad and still find it like really funny. And it's yeah. you know it's it's definitely not a modern movie. The scenes in it are just everything seemed funny. They they really kind of harped well and all that. And it sounds like for this film, there was a lot of aspects of trying to modernize a movie like that that could be really difficult. But you guys mentioned that the cast is really well rounded. Uh, they were able to kind of show off these modern takes and tropes and place them in really well without feeling like it was odd or out of place. And also there wasn't a lot of stereotyping then. Cause if you mentioned they're adding in like go pride month adding <laughs> in, um, you know what L B Q T G whatever the fucking word is. <laughs> yeah. The whole acronym. Yeah. And if they're trying to add in there, like I think there are a lot of movies out there that really struggle with that. And I think it's because you have a lot of writers that just fall right into the stereotypes. Yeah. And so I think it would, it would be interesting to have that kind of perspective of like everyone's still kind of figuring their stuff out and um like it, it's a good spin on it i would say and it's a good way to modernize it as well and so i think doing that's kind of difficult so maybe that's also what the critics saw is that it's able to kind of take all of this and not fail because it sounds like it's definitely one of those movies like you had mentioned there's so many of them out there it could just fall flat yeah and i don't i don't, I don't think it will i think it i mean it hasn't people people liking it um i think it will hold up especially like Going forward, like I would, like Superbad today definitely holds up. I wonder how um, it will in like even like ten more years because I, think, I don't know. I don't know. That's like I don't think Seth I, Rogen's good about like not being like antiquated like that in general. Um, as we talked about with Longshot, I honestly don't think you hear people talking about this movie. And what so Superbad came out twelve years ago. I don't think you hear people talking about this in twelve years. Think so? I don't. I think, think so. I think you do. Really? I think you do. I think you do because I can't think of a movie right off the top of my head that hits so precisely I mean I I'm not a lesbian girl in any way but yeah. it, no surprisingly <laughs> but that was like a very it felt a very organic look at what it's like to be 
a girl in high school who's a lesbian. And I, I mean, I don't I think know. It, I think just in general, like, I think it's it was relatable for anyone our age, I think. Like, no, it, agreed, it, hit, it, was. it hit everybody. I just think that, group. like, I think that specifically might yeah. be, like, the watershed moment of this in that, like... I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, I obviously can't predict the future. Yeah, there, for sure. That was just so, that, like that specifically was something I've never seen before, really explored, and that was kind of like one of the big themes here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think Superbad's hung around for so long just because it has such like, like That's Seth fun. Rogen's almost like a cult following at this point, like. He just has so many fans. I don't know if this gets that. So yeah, it might, that's true. It might lack in that a little bit. It might. It might age as like a, a good movie for the time and everything, and like it might still get talked about as like, oh, that's like a big comedy, not a big comedy, comedy, but like an important comedy. Yeah, it might. It might end up being like Superbad. We remember as being a comedy because it's just hilarious. Like we don't. I don't really think of Superbad as like a big coming of age movie. Like it is. But it's mostly a comedy. This might be more like the Breakfast Club kind of area. I can like, see that, yeah. It's like a big – it's a, a lot of coming of age. And it's funny and there's some good scenes. But it's more about the story and the themes there rather than the actual jokes that they're telling. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And I think hopefully in the future that then we see more of these actresses and actors that are in this I know, film. That's, kind yeah, of that's a good thing up and up. see how, how they kind of come yeah, into their own selves. Beanie was – she was very good. She was really funny. Um, Kate, that other girl – both of the lead girls were very funny. Even like – the supporting actors were really good, so I'd be curious to see other stuff they'd be in. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I highly recommend it. Definitely go see it. Um, yeah, it was funny. Funny. I was laughing pretty much the whole way through. Good movie, but if you read something that's an article that says it's going to change your life, it's not. It's very good. It's going to be. You're going to be happy to see it, but don't go in thinking it's fucking Citizen Kane. Yeah. I mean, oh, they, so oh so you've never seen Citizen Kane? No. Oh, I had to watch it for film studies. It's not that great. It's. It, I, I don't think it's going to be that great. It's mostly about the idea. It, it, yeah, great. when you hear Citizen Kane, you just think of Rosebud and you have like that idea in your head of like, it was, that's why you watch in film studies. It's definitely that movie that it changed film in certain ways, mostly because of its like camera angles. Yeah, and, exactly. And, you know, various thought provoking senses and how it kind of does like the whole past travel thing. Um, so I, I think maybe this movie has a chance to, to fit underneath that category, like you had said, like The Breakfast Club. Um, I could definitely. I, see I'm that. wondering I think if it's just it if it's too late now. Like it, it's definitely a good movie to put in now, and you said it's very modernized. But maybe that movie doesn't fit into like a movie. Everyone's like, everyone's really like, this is the superhero movie time period. Everyone's really into that. So maybe this is got is gonna get pushed off to the side. I definitely have seen a lot of people talk about this movie. But I don't know if it'll be remembered in that aspect just because it's maybe it's out of its time period for it. But maybe it'll help. I mean, it definitely helped it, I think, for ratings and views. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what might, the future trajectory is. It might be one of those movies, too, that disappears, like, not disappears, but, like, isn't talked about as a great movie for, like, five years. I mean, it's obviously getting great reviews now, but, like, it might kind of go under the, under the rug for, like, five years and then pop back up and everyone's like, oh, like... Once, I don't know, maybe it hits Netflix at some point. Yeah, I can like, definitely see that. It's like, like a, reserve yeah, reserve yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The, the future of this looks weird, but definitely go definitely go see it. Good yeah. movie. Entertaining. Funny. Hits some good themes. I don't yeah. know. It's an interesting well film. About it. Yeah, it yeah. was just good. Well, good acting. You said, uh... You said book smart won't change your life, Eric. I can give you a movie that will change your life, and that's oh, the that's the dead don't die. That's our last movie the oh other night. Oh my god! We so so full disclosure. <laughs> we saw this movie approximately two hours ago. Yep. And I have not recovered yet. I don't think. I don't know if I'm ever going to recover. So, I 
I don't know. So, no, I don't so, know. so I'm going to preface this. I read this article once about like psychedelics and like what different psychedelics do to you. And I read like one guy was talking about shrooms, and he was like, um, the interviewer asked him. He was like, "Yeah, like the first time you did shrooms, when like how long did it take you to come down?" And he was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't think I've ever come down. I think, I think, like, I don't think this trip's ever ended." And like, that's how I feel leaving this movie. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever return to what I was before seeing this movie. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> that sums it up. Um, so I don't know how to how else to start this, but I'll just go with the reviews because I don't know where else to go to start. Um, so critics fifty four percent, audience sixty seven percent. That's about where I predict them because it's yeah, just... I just so and I'll give you the consensus too. I like I like yeah, I like the, the critics. I like hearing that. Um, I didn't read Dark Phoenixes because it wasn't yeah, it was Dark. it was a stupid consensus. Um, so the Dead Don't Die dabbles with tones and themes to varying degrees of success, but sharp wit and a strong cast make this a zomcom with enough brains to consume. That was punny. Yeah. It, I don't know if I agree with it either. Like, I don't know. I don't even know if this movie's a comedy. Yeah. I don't know. They called it a zomcom. I don't know if it's a zombie movie, and I don't know if it's comedy. I don't know what this is. It is a strong cast, though. I can tell you that. It's a great cast. Adam Driver, awesome. Yeah, he was the star. He was the yep. shining part of this movie. Yep. Bill he, Murray's always Bill Murray. I fucking... Bill Murray could just sit in a room and just talk, and I'd watch it. I love Bill Murray. Um... Selena Gomez was there. I don't know why. Don't she, know why. No idea. Not a clue. I had no idea she was in No, nope, we didn't either. Yeah, right. until the, the beginning of the movie, they like listed the cast, and she just popped up, and we were like, what the fuck? Steve Buscemi's in there yep. doing something. Uh, who was the other guy? Uh, uh, Danny Glover's in there. Yep. Um, yeah, so the director, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to butcher this name, but it's Jim Jarmusch. Um and we were talking after we got out of this, and we were like, how did he get this loaded of a cast? Because this was just... So we have Bill Murray, Adam Driver, obviously, and Tilda Swinton was the blonde lady, yep. and she's an incredible actress as well. Yep. Um, she, was, she was really good She was this, great too. in this. Um, and looked it up afterwards. So <laughs> he basically... I think this director guy just... I don't know. He must... He, I think he has like a phone book where he just calls <laughs> up all his previous... Actors and actresses, because he made starting two thousand five. We got Broken Flowers, the movie which I've never heard of, but Bill Murray was in it. Sure. And then we have Only Lovers Left Alive in twenty thirteen, and he had Tilda Swinton as the leading actress. And then in twenty sixteen, we have Patterson with Adam Driver, and I have not heard of all three of those, but I think he just kind of he made those movies just so he could make this masterpiece. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He was just collecting names so that he could that he could make the dead don't die, um, and I call it a masterpiece. I don't know if it is a masterpiece. I, I, I was I've rated every movie we've seen so far. I don't think I can rate this one. I don't have a rating for it. I don't know it. I came out of it. Eric and I were walking back to the train, and I said this might be the best movie and the worst movie at the same time. Like I don't know. I don't know. I have like there wasn't a plot. Yeah. There wasn't a plot. There wasn't any resolutions. There wasn't any character development. No, no, not at all. It ended with this weird, like, referendum on materialism and human nature. It... There... What? Like, I... There was nothing there, but there was everything there. (laughs) It was 
it was wild. It's, there not, was, it's not a movie, it's an experience. <laughs> there was also like countless, I maybe in the 20 to 30 range, um, fourth wall breaks in this movie. Yeah. Which is wild. The fourth saying. wall just didn't exist. Like you were just you were just sitting next to Bill Murray the whole time. Experience. Bill Murray, Adam Driver, I think, broke the fourth hole the most. He just yeah. said the most insane. Like, there was one scene where Adam Driver's like, yeah, like, he keeps like, saying stuff like, oh, this isn't going to end well. And Bill Murray's like, why, like what, what do you mean, dude? Like, why, why isn't this, why do you keep saying that? Why, why do you, <laughs> don't you think it's going to end well? And Adam Driver's like, I, I, honestly, dude, I, I read the script, man. Like, what? And Bill Murray's <laughs> like, wait, you got the whole script? Like, I only got my parts. That was a hilarious scene. Yeah, that's an awesome scene. Um, like, uh, yeah, he just... Oh, God. Like, or the, the beginning, like, a big part of this movie is... So it's called The Dead Don't Die, and they had this guy... It's a custom, an original song for the movie, and it's, like, the theme song, and it comes up a lot. They played a bunch. And so the theme song comes in, and you watch the credits, and then, like, the first scene, Bill Murray and Adam Driver are driving, and the, the song comes on the radio, and Bill Murray's like... Where do I recognize this from? And Adam Driver goes, "Oh, it's a theme song." And like, just that—that's it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, all right, cool. Um, and, oh god, it just. I want it. So I also I took I also took a screenshot of the description of the movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And I think I want to read this summary, and I want to see if we agree with this summary because right, I don't know sure. if I do. It's kind of long. Um, in the sleepy town of Centerville, that part's that's fine. It's <laughs> good so far. Something's not quite right. Sure. Yep. That, that sounds about right to me. The moon hangs large and low in the sky. The hours of daylight are becoming unpredictable, and animals are beginning to exhibit unusual behaviors. That definitely happens, yeah, right? That yep. Happens. All right. News reports are scary, and scientists are concerned, but no one foresees the strangest and most dangerous repercussion that will soon start plaguing Centerville. The dead rise from their graves and feast on the living, and the citizens must battle to survive. That's, I think that's what happens. Yeah, kind of. That doesn't encompass anything. Yeah. That's like, that's like reading, reading the, it's like if you get a Bible and you read the back of it and it's like, Jesus is the son of God and stuff happens. Yeah. It's not wrong. It doesn't tell you what's inside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a great way to describe this movie. (laughs) It's not wrong. Yep. Yep. That was like that. Was, that description's like the vessel for the actual movie, the actual experience. Yeah, like that's just what's going on. That's not what actually happens. No, it's oh my god. And there's no way it did because you guys came back and I asked like, "Oh, it was a zombie movie, right?" And you guys said, "I I don't know." It's there's zombies in it. There's zombies in it, and they play a role. Kind of. Like, sort of. Yeah. Sort of. They, and they but, kill people, and there's they fight the zombies, kind of sometimes. There's, I don't like the first. So like the first twenty minutes, I thought it was supposed to be a really funny like parody, like almost like a Shaun of the Dead, a parody of like those zombie movies. Like it just kind of mashed every like those like stupid tropes together. Like animals are scared, and the government does science, and the Earth's rotation flipped, and then yeah. the moon is big, and they're digging up the polar ice caps yeah, or something. Polar like, fracking with the ice caps yeah. and stuff, and fucking the Earth is off its axis, right? And like it was kind of this alarmist thing, and like oh, everything was kind of a trope. Like yeah. every like they'd make sentences and be like, "This is very serious," <laughs> and like not have any emotion, and then like. Selena Gomez comes in. It's like, oh, we're from out of town. We're big city folk, <laughs> and like, 
where are we? Oh my my! I have no service. My yeah, GPS oh, is broken. No it was kind of like every like horror movie trope, like crammed into like a two ounce jar and then shaken up and try and spill on a screen. But like after they hit on all those, like the diner, like was just like the classic like small town. I mean, the place is called Centerville. Yeah, like everything they they go through. It's like Bobby's Gas and stuff, and like old town diner and like. The modern motel that, like, advertises free cable. And, like, it hit on all those tropes. It was really funny, and it was just, like, really absurd. But it just... It, it wasn't a movie. It wasn't a movie. There wasn't a plot. You just... I don't know. I think we should go through all of the characters that didn't matter. So we got... What the- characters did matter? I'll say Adam Driver and Bill Murray slightly matter. Okay, that's that. I think that's it. Okay, what so, about the, what about Mindy? I don't know her name, the actress, the the girl cop. Oh, I <laughs> no, I forgot she was in the movie. <laughs> I forgot about her. Honestly, she was ridiculous. She 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 was kind of there. Um, there's a whole like side plot with three like kids in a like correctional facility kind of thing. They're in juvie, basically. And they build them up to have this big, important thing in the story, and then nothing happens. Like, they're just kind of there, which was amazing. That was honestly, like, awesome. <laughs> they just don't matter. Nothing think, that happened in this movie mattered. How many? How long do you think those three kids were in the movie? I think it was probably, like, 10 or 15 minutes. Like, they had maybe, like, five or six scenes. Yeah, and, like, you thought they were happens. so important. Yeah, nothing and- happens. Literally, they don't matter at all. So do you think this movie was less about trying to be the Zomcom like they had mentioned, and it was literally just a movie just for Bill Murray and a few other people just to just say some things and try to be funny? They weren't even trying to be funny. It was literally just... I can't explain to you what happened in this movie. Yeah, it wasn't like... There wasn't a single plot point that mattered. Yeah, so they just got together. But they didn't even make jokes! (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't even jokes! It was just like... They were just like... There and like, like, like the funny, like, like the funniest, like one of the funny scenes, like the first zombie attack is at the diner, and like it's like this really gruesome attack. And Bill Murray shows up and he goes in, and he looks both, and he kind of like doesn't have a reaction. He's kind of like, ugh. He goes, he comes out, and he goes, oh, maybe it's like a wild animal. And then Adam Driver comes in and like does the same thing. And he comes out, and he's like, maybe it was a wild animal. And then the the Mindy, the girl cop, comes in and she comes out and she's like hysterical and she's like. Was this like a wild animal or something? And like Adam Driver and Bill Murray just like, maybe. <laughs> like, they didn't, there wasn't one line that seemed like a joke. Yeah. It was just absurd. I feel like it wasn't even like, I laughed a lot in it, but it wasn't like funny. It was just so uncomfortable that it was so <laughs> yeah, funny no to watch. You know, it's the whole point. It, it was, wasn't it even was like, mashup or? it wasn't even like an, like the office uncomfortable though, or it's like really like cringy. It was yeah. just uncomfortable. Like you're like, what's going on? Like, yeah. why? Like Bill Murray's there, and you're like, you're like, you know, Bill Murray's funny, but nothing funny's going on. Oh it wasn't. God. I, I. But it's it's. It was so like, deadpan. It was funny. Yeah. It was. I don't think it's like any other Bill Murray movie I've ever seen. No, no. It's like not it was like, like Bill Murray's like being a character, like yeah. going around like I'm Bill Murray. Yeah. He's just like. I also said this to Eric on the train too. Adam Driver mastered the art of having no emotion, but also showing. Every, Every emotion, emotion in the book. Like, he... 
I think his voice was flat the entire movie. Adam Driver did not raise or lower his voice the entire movie. It was just monotone, and he had every emotion in the world at the same time. Yeah. And didn't. I don't know. I, I don't know if he did or not. He was there, This though. was either... This was the best acting performance I've ever seen by Adam Driver. Absolutely. But he did no acting. Yep. He just said stuff. <laughs> he just... It was like... I think I could go in there and just take the script and just read it like a normal person, and that would be his performance. Like, that was basically the performance. Like, he yeah. walked in, they were like, here's your line, he's like, alright, he stepped into the car wherever he was, and then he said the words, and that was about it. And it was beautiful. And it was awesome. It was beautiful. So, do you think this is one of those, like, perfectly planned and, like, executed, just... There's never been a movie like this in just, the history Just random mashups. So you think this was yeah. this is gonna be like the next film studies movie because it, it just takes like we were saying this has cult classic written all over. Yeah. It. Okay, definitely. This I is, I think it definitely sounds like a This different. is like like right, like the, the reviews aren't that great, but the audience kinda likes it. But in like thirty years, yep. like people are gonna be like, This is like the best movie ever. Because it's supposed to be like almost like the uh, the two hundred IQ play of like, well it's yeah. a movie, but it's not a movie, and it's like they're just being themselves as actors, but they're not really trying to be funny, it's just like you said, just delivering lines, yeah. just being there, but it, it ends up just being this, like, you're confused, but it's funny, but it's the, not the, supposed to the be. The thing I was thinking while I was watching this was I read this article um, on the anniversary of Pulp Fiction about how, like, it, it was like, no, it wasn't about, yeah, it was the anniversary, I think. And it was talking about this kid who was, like, 14 or something when, he went, when Pulp Fiction came out. And he was, like, he went to the movie, saw Pulp Fiction... And, like, I'm pretty sure Pulp Fiction flopped in the box office and then, like, resurrected later. Um, and he was like, I remember being in the movie and being like, this movie is going to matter. Like, this is, like, this is a crazy movie. Like, this is nuts. I've never seen anything like this. That's what I felt watching this. Yeah. Uh, and it could just be one of those movies that we just never see again. Because I couldn't tell you why it matters, though. No. I, I honestly want to see this. Have you, ever seen, have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? No. I know, like, the main story. We should watch, like, I watched, so I got a great story about watching Pulp Fiction. I've seen Pulp Fiction one time. And I went to the case. So my dad loves this movie. And, like, everyone, like, my brother loves it. And the first time I ever saw it, we went to, we were in the Cape for vacation. It was me and one of my good friends. And there was, like, this loft that we were in. Our bedroom was up there. And there was this little living room area that had, like, an old-ass analog TV with, that had a built-in VHS tape. This was, like, two years ago. Yeah. So VHS tapes don't exist. But they had a bunch of old VHS tapes. And they had Pulp Fiction on VHS and we watched Pulp Fiction on this, like, 20-inch analog TV on VHS. And I don't think there's any other way I'd rather watch <laughs> Pulp Fiction. But, like, Pulp Fiction's kind of the same thing. Like, nothing really happens. Like, stuff happens. Yeah. It's just nothing like, really right. happens. And you, you enjoy it. And, like, you're like, this movie, there's something here. But you don't really, you can't put your finger on it. And that's what I felt like about this. I yeah, liked, I could definitely see that. Eric, yeah. I liked Eric. Eric, after this movie ended, we were like, oh, yeah, it's a cult classic. And then you immediately were like, in 20 years, VHS is going to be gone, but this movie is going to come out on VHS. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what kind of movie this is. Kind of, this, I can yeah. definitely see that's that. The, that's the kind of movie is like, if I don't know how it's going to happen. Like, we're going to have, like, virtual Bluetooth, Blu-ray, <laughs> fucking 3D but there's going to be copies of VHS of this movie. Do you, so, do you think, like, so, like, with Pulp Fiction, do you think it, it became just a sudden favorite many years later of other people? Or do you think it's more like The Graduate, where I don't think I know of anybody who's really ever enjoyed The Graduate, but it's just known as that high-held, like, fantastic movie that... Just... I enjoyed this movie. I think 
So the, yeah, it, you think it's even like held higher, like so almost like. Oh, uh, okay. So I was wrong about that. Pulp Fiction killed it at the box office. Okay. Oh, okay. This so Pulp Fiction this was is, actually yeah, good. Yeah, this has zero percent chance like, yeah. of killing. I only got to see parts of Pulp Fiction. We didn't get to watch. But there, it. like, there are movies out there that like don't kill it at the yeah, box office, and then it like, definitely yeah. happens. Have, I thought Pulp Fiction was one of them, but um, there are movies out there that like, yeah, that don't kill at the box office, and then like have that resurgence. And I feel like this is going to be one of them, like. Word of mouth, like people are gonna find out about this, and they're gonna be like, "I don't want to see this like in movies because it's just like it's kind of seems like it, like I I know if I think a movie has bad reviews, I don't want to pay to see it usually, uh, but I'll watch it on Netflix if it's like for sure it's interesting. Yeah. Like if I hear if I talk, I'm talking to myself about this movie, and I'm like, this movie's fucking crazy. I'm like, all right, I'm not seeing this in theaters, but I will watch it when it comes out on on demand or whatever. And I feel like once that comes out, people are gonna love this movie because it's just. I don't even know. I think this is going to be a movie that we're just going to gather around here one night. We have a whole bunch of popcorn. We're yeah. just going to watch it. We're like, it's going to be totally ridiculous. And Brian's going to be sitting in the corner going, that was I, the stupidest movie I've ever we, seen. We, we I just totally said, don't understand that, you know? We just said that, fucking, we wish Brian was with us because he would have had ridiculous. He would have had a field day on this one. And I yeah. think maybe maybe you should watch it and come back to it. I think if it. Brian sees this, he might say it's the worst movie of all time. I can yeah. definitely see that then. Um, yeah. I think... The only way I can describe this movie to someone is that you see, like, just a big one off the top of my head. It's, like, Deadpool coming out recently where it kind of, like, dabbles in the fourth wall breaks every once in a while. Where it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, Deadpool knows you're in a movie. Like, that's that's, that's pretty neat. This took that to, like, times 50,000. Like, this was, like, fourth wall breaks are cool. Let's just do that for the entire movie. That's literally the entire movie. It's just fourth wall breaking. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah, and yeah, it was it was incredible. Uh, I just I just saw I just looked up a good movie for comparison. Um, Office Space. Have you guys seen that? No. Yes. Oh, okay. So yeah. Office Space. I'm awful at old movies. I need. I have. A you got to see Office, yeah. Office Space. Office Space is kind of like the precursor. It's not like a direct precursor, but like the the Office is almost a spinoff okay. of it from yeah. like the like corporate structure, yeah. like that kind of this um, thing. And it's like early Jennifer Aniston's in it for some reason, but um, that grossed that only like made like two million at the box office. But then like a couple like after like got like DVD and like VHS came out in the nineties. So like after it became like a home movie, it like blew up and they like made more money off that. That could be what this movie is like. Like I don't think this is gonna kill at the box office. Like the critic reviews aren't good. And that's kind of what gears people. But when people start to hear about this movie, they're gonna. You have to be interested because it's just like... 100%, yeah. I, there's no way... I can't tell you... Like, I can tell you, Booksmart was a coming-of-age film. It was a good take on it. Dark Phoenix was a shitty action movie. What was this? A zombie movie? A comedy? What? No. Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes just has the... Rotten Tomatoes has the genre as comedy and horror, which is completely not what it is. Like, I would disagree with that wholeheartedly. Do you, do you think it was trying to not be anything? Like, that was its thing? I think that might have been what its thing yeah. was. Because, like, Pulp Fiction's kind of like that. It's kind of... It's something, but it's nothing. It's, like, got characters, and they all do stuff, but they don't... Nothing really happens. Matters, yeah. And maybe that's kind of what they were going for. Like, I don't, I don't know what that style of movie is called or whatever, but... I the fact know. that they threw out a message about like materialistic that desires at the end was awesome. Like that was hilarious. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought fucking Hermit Bob was gonna matter. Yeah, he didn't matter. He was just like he was, he was just almost a like the narrator. Yeah, yeah. He almost was just like the narrator. It was yeah. like I don't even know. He really was. That's 
Hermit Bob you, might be the most you, important character. Do you think watch this a second time? That would really be like that's the opening. I think there's so many things that I missed in this movie. Like we I might have to go see this. Like you, you were so in, in shock of how ridiculous and random it was that like you, you missed like I, don't I know. think so. Like it, it'll be oh, like yeah. just like open up your mind a little bit. The, the second time you watch it, just fully unlocks. Yeah, we might have to go see this again. I could see it again. Honestly, I, I think, think there's so much that I I want to see it a second time because I it definitely feels like one of those movies the second time you're gonna be like, like oh, okay. oh definitely okay. I I it's one of the movies where I left the theater thinking that there was a big message and I don't know what it is yet like I need to I need to like just think over it and try and figure out what it was trying to tell me maybe it's maybe just maybe it's just Bill Murray's just trying to fuck with people and he's yeah. like there's something here but there's nothing there it's just he's like he's just so many light years ahead of us I feel like it'd be so much funnier if there isn't a big message or even like sim- a whole lot of symbolism and like, just supposed too. to just fuck all of that you know how like everyone always tries to look for deeper meanings and stuff maybe this one's just supposed to like fuck with those people maybe that's why the critic review is so bad because they're like oh like I, I can't really get anything from this but that's, that that's, might that's be what it thing. is I mean it might it might have no message it might have every message like I kind of left it feeling like my my eyes have been open but they're not <laughs> Like my so what though? My my third eye was anything. closed and it started to peek open a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's like, it's like when you, just when you wake up and things are kind of foggy. And yeah, you get, get get the eye crusties out. You can't really see anything yet. Yeah, like maybe the Earth is flat. I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like, know. This movie could convince me. That, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to say because I don't. It's not a movie. It's experience. It's an experience. Absolutely. Like a movie has a plot. A movie has characters. They might have a theme. But it's got a goal. You like a movie. At the very minimum, there's a traceable plot line to a movie. This doesn't have that. Yeah, this just has nonsense. So should people go? Do you, would you recommend going? To Everyone see this? You in the world to needs see to see this. this movie. Everyone needs to see this. But you can't give it like a rating in that sense. No, no. It, does, it doesn't need a rating. You, you, just need you to might see hate it. it. You might love it. You might be confused. You need to see it. Which I feel right. like that might be why the critics get it's at fifty four percent right now because some people are like it's a hundred and other people are like it's zero. That might That's be what it is, like, yeah. Because from in the theater, Eric and I were one of the few people that were actually laughing. I laughed a lot, so I yeah. will like. I know I haven't said I don't know what this movie is, but I did laugh a lot. But it's not like Booksmart. I laughed because they made jokes. Yeah, this was just this. I just laughed because I it it just makes you laugh. It's just. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what this was. Uh, you did. You probably laugh. They're like there were some jokes. Like that thing about the script is funny, but like they're yeah. not like they're not jokes. They're just like this is ridiculous, and you're like this is ridiculous. It's funny. Go see this. Go Please see. Go it. see this. Everyone needs to see it. This either see it in theaters, see it on Netflix. Gonna, this see movie it might change the world. This might change everything. There's. I think there was something for everyone in this movie. Like. <laughs> The there was political... nothing for everyone too, though. Yeah, did the political humor with uh, Steve Buscemi's yeah, character that was with... fucking hilarious. He was a racist, which was kind of funny. Was... Like he had the he had the he basically had the Donald Trump like red hat on, but instead yeah. of "Make America Great Again," it was "Make America White Again." Yeah, so that was funny. Yeah, there's was... just there's <laughs> just so much. There's humor of every kind in this movie, but there's also no humor. Like I don't know. I I don't I like I have this feeling that like. They made like a three-hour movie, and it was a full movie, and then they cut out half of it, and they just gave you Maybe. what's left. That's like almost what it feels like, and it's wild. Because <laughs> nothing know. happens. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing happens. Everything, everything they even foreshadowed about didn't matter. 
any 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 single thing that you're like, oh, I'm looking forward to this. Like something something's happening here. Like half of them, nothing happened. Yeah, my favorite one of that was um, Adam Driver and Bill Murray are walking through the the uh, cemetery, and there's like a little gated off portion where it's like all the all the child graves, which is kind of kind of very dark and kind of sad. And then Adam Driver just looking at it, he's like. Why do you think like all the child graves are in a different area? Why are they always like gated off? And he's like, that's probably not going to be good for later. And it was like, and then nothing happened with them. Nothing like matter. the kids were just kind of there, and then like there were kid zombies. So yeah. like it, it, but they weren't gated off or anything. Like they were, just, it's not like they were even trapped in that little thing. They, they, were just, they weren't even important. They just like showed the kid zombies, and it was like, all right, yeah, cool. And I was waiting for something to happen with them, and they were just there. And then he made the point about like how like they got attracted to things they liked when they were yeah, and that kind of uh, you know what you know what as we're talking about it, I'm thinking that the overarching message is this materialism thing because like kind of he yeah, but it wasn't really there. It was almost like I don't know. It was almost like it almost felt like it was there, like kind of like Brando was saying to fuck with people. I feel like it was too in your face. Like they, exactly. They like kind of hinted at it, and then they just tell you at the end. Like I think if they hinted at it, I could take that away. Like all right, yeah, they kind of that kind of makes sense as a message. But then the end, they're just like that. Here's the message, and I kind that makes me feel like that isn't the message. That's the problem. Oh my god, this is the. It's I've never seen anything like this. This is this is one of those movies. Like Birdman was like one of those movies. I was like, damn, like this was like. A cool way to make a movie. And like Pulp Fiction, like, cool way to make a movie. And I want to feel like that about this, but I'm not sure that I do. Because it all, I, I, you I, need to see it, but there's a chance this is the worst movie ever made. Yeah, maybe. But I don't think it is. I think it's defining features the fourth wall breaks. I think like Birdman, it was the one, one yeah, shot yeah. kind of thing. And I think that it's the fourth wall breaks. They, they the fourth wall didn't exist. It didn't even break it. Yeah, it just exactly. never built the fourth wall. Yeah, exactly. It, it like it, the movie started without a fourth wall. Yep, hundred percent. Like they they just tell you that within the first like three minutes. Yeah, with the whole uh, this is the theme song thing. Yeah, and it's almost like it's so nonchalant that I wasn't sure if he was actually like, oh yeah, this is like the theme song of the movie, or if he was just like some it was if it was going to relate to the movie as like yeah, oh yeah. like it's the, the like police stations theme song or something yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. It was just so nonchalant. Like it, I was like, oh, I think that was breaking the fourth wall, but uh, maybe it wasn't. I, yeah, Adam Driver was incredible in this movie. Or he was terrible. I think he was incredible. I, think, yeah, I, don't, I don't think you could argue that he was bad in this movie. I think that's the, one, that's the one thing I'm sure of is that Adam Driver played a great, great character in this movie. He was phenomenal. This, I, go see it. Yeah, I, I, that's, I, I think we need to just close on that. We, just, there's no more analysis. We, can, we can't analyze anything. You just have to experience it for yourself. Yeah, 100%. It's a running... Just one last thing. It's a running time of 103 minutes, and I felt like I was transported to a different realm for like 16 hours, and then yep. it came out. But then it also was like almost like five minutes long. Yeah, or it was just like, oh, I just got like a, like a neural link to my brain, and I was, something yep. was told to me, and I'm not sure what it is either, yep. kind of thing. Like, yep, there was... Just see it. Yeah, I can't, go see it. If you if you're a movie, if you like movies, just watch it. I don't. You might hate it. You might love it. But you need to see it. Yeah, you just you just need to see it. And uh, I don't know anything else about book smart any of this. No, I think I think we just need to end it on that. I yeah, think. I I'm still I might need to sleep on this and come back. I, 
maybe we go see us again tomorrow. Yeah, Just maybe. See, I don't know. Yeah. Um, that I think that's. I don't think we really had a review of that, but that's people fine. need to know. about this movie's not marketed that much. Like we only yeah. saw a trailer like once or twice. Like I don't. I haven't seen a lot of commercials on TV. People need to know about this movie. This exists. The Dead Don't Die. Bill Murray loaded cast. Go find it. Theaters near you. Yeah. Next week, I don't know what we're seeing. We're recovering. Secret Life of Pets is out. Men in Black. Men in Black. Some other shit. Mindy Kaling's movie. Mindy Kaling's movie. Sorry that this one's coming out late. Weekend got busy. Next weekend's busy. We might be on a, a Tuesday kind of release schedule, but Dead Don't Die. Go see it. Catch you next time. Good film hunting.